0: Hey everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host Ash Lorp, and this week we have the prolific-minded creator and director, Sava Djokovic. Sava and I discuss all things creative from motion capture to concept design. We talk about Sava's love of architecture and how that led him to really diving deep into CGI. If you're looking for a creative boost of inspiration to do epic things, then this episode is made for you. Sava's positive outlook and process is one to take many lessons from. This episode is brought to you by LearnSquared. LearnSquared is an online art education platform that is founded and powered by industry leading artists from around the world. The key focus to LearnSquared is to help you all achieve your artistic dreams. We do our best to bring on the top talent from around the world to show you just how they make the work that builds their careers. If you are like us and have that passion for art or a particular creative dream, then be sure to head over to learnsquared.com and begin your journey. Here we go, everyone, episode 162. Let's roll. So the, the interesting thing is of, you know, starting this podcast and, and the intentions and the reasons behind it have shifted and changed over years because we've been doing it for such a long time now. But it's really cool. Um, I, I can imagine it's probably got to be quite an interesting experience to have listened to it and been a fan of it and listen to other people now being on the receiving end. Um, I just think that's kind of cool. I, maybe it goes to show that your hard work and efforts, uh, haven't gone unnoticed. So perhaps that's (laughs) like a, that's a good thing, you know, all your hard work and the things you've been doing. Um, I could tell you're very hardworking. So, um, yeah.
1: Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it shows. I I definitely consider myself a bit of a workaholic. So, uh, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I mean the, the show itself, like, um, uh, I, I can't even describe like how how pivotal how pivotal of a role the show had on on my on my i guess creative journey wow. um, like listening listening to you guys and uh, and um, like the, the the stuff you talk about made me do what i do today and maybe made me focus on my personal projects which which eventually um eventually carried me to where, to where i am now i mean not to say that i'm like crazy professional or anything like that i i definitely consider myself a newbie and uh, i'm just getting started in this industry actually hmm. but but still like uh i honestly don't know if i if i'd be here if it wasn't for the show like there've been a couple wow. of very pivotal pivotal moments and this show is definitely one of them and so wow. uh yeah right off the bat like <laughs> a huge crazy. thanks so so yeah, yeah.
0: wow that's <laughs> That's a huge honor. You know, it really is. And (laughs) I feel like we're creating a, an interesting ecosystem, um, of creatives together. And I think it's, a, um, yeah, it's something I never really considered. You know, I, I just kind of was selfishly wanting to talk to people I admire and then share that with everybody. So I didn't really think of the, the side effects over years of doing it to have this. So that's really awesome.
1: Awesome. S- Subconscious subconsciously kind of maybe you did, but because I've just recently, maybe a, maybe two weeks ago, just recently re-listened like the maybe I think it was the second episode with G Monk. Hmm. Uh <laughs> and like in that ep- in that episode you mentioned that uh, you think you think that collective podcast is the thing that w- you you would be the most proud of at the end of your career. Like the most wow. I <laughs> so, forgot I said so, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good. I mean it's yeah. uh, it's super fun. Like going back to those older
0: episodes. I never uh, listen to him. Well. <laughs> I, I, I cringe all the time, so I never. Really oh yeah, to him. I know.
1: I know how it is. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was recently. I was recently forced onto onto national television to to talk about our FCC project, and wow. I, I I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to watch that. I was. <laughs> uh, it was awful. <laughs>
0: congratulations. That's a big deal, man. That's great.
1: Uh, I mean, not not really. It was... <laughs>
0: well, that's special, um, though, you know, getting recognized for what you do. I, I love how humble you are. I think that's a, a really important part of the equation of being successful um, within this realm is, is being humbled. But... Sometimes it could be self-deprecating, deprecating, which I think could be a problem too. So uh, I have uh, yeah. both of those tendencies, which I, which I find interesting. But no, that's great. I want to. We're definitely going to talk about the IFCC stuff, if that's okay, and quite yeah. a few other things. You mentioned being a workaholic. Does that come from a certain place, a certain somebody in your life, a family member, or? Um, yeah, you, I'd, yeah, I'd probably say my dad. Um,
1: Basically, uh, well my, my, my dad is um, he's a mechanical engineer by trade, but okay. he he kind of quit quit his job. I don't even remember it was over twenty years years ago to start his own business. Uh, he's now a carpenter oh, okay. uh, and he he runs that with my older brother and uh, yeah, basically he he was already doing carpentering stuff while he was working his day job. So he was kind of overworking at the time and we as kids w- would kind of always help him around with stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but so maybe, maybe that was kind of influential. I don't know, because like most of my, uh, school years, like uh, in high school and even in college, like I was, I was lazy as fuck, man. I, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like, I, I skipped school as, as, as often as I could. Um, uh, I mean, college, I, I mean, college art school was 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 pretty awesome, but I skipped it uh, in order to learn 3D, which turned yeah. out to be to be a good thing. It's uh, probably because
0: you weren't stimulated, you weren't really engaged. Uh, in it, I mean, you know? no,
1: I, I I have been like uh, the art school. Uh, I mean, the University of Arts in Belgrade was a was a pretty good experience. Um, it was definitely also one of those things that nudged me in this direction. Uh, it was the place I've discovered the uh, 3D world in. So, so if it wasn't for that, um, maybe maybe this all wouldn't happen. So, so it definitely was, and I still like my old my own uh, my old uh, design days. I mean, I, I I haven't mentioned this, but I've studied uh, like interior and furniture design, so I have a background in kind of an architecture field. Yeah, uh, and Kinda I did enjoy. It. Too. Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy that stuff. But it was just never like as soon as I got into 3 d like the, when you when you realize you can build stuff in 3 d so fast mm-hmm. versus in real versus in real world, like mm-hmm. you have to deal with i don't know engineers and stuff like that i mean it's three it, d just seemed way more immediate to me. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I, I think like back to the question, I think that was mostly my dad, um, but also like ever since like that, it was one of those moments and I'm sure you can you can recognize this as well. But um, like as soon as I first started, like, as soon as I first opened 3ds Max and just dropped in a simple cube and started ro- rotating around it, like I knew like this is this is what I want to do <laughs> like yeah. the So from from that point on, it was just about like I don't know, sleeping as little as possible (laughs) and basically cranking this out. So, so yeah,
0: let's get a timeline here so, um, people can understand. So, um, you were in high school and then you went to off to college and then you're, you finally, you, you started to really hit your fault, your, your stride, um, your passion at what time, where was this at or when did this Uh, really start to hit?
1: This uh, year-wise, uh, year was uh, 2008. Okay. Um, that's when I started college, and uh, basically, uh, at some point, uh, at the half, at the first semester of the first year, I started working in 3ds Max, got introduced in it, and at that same time, I know you're familiar with this guy, Alex Roman, uh, put out his third and seven piece. Yeah, and uh, that Amazing. one was like. Okay.
0: yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, what the hell, man?
1: <laughs> yeah. This guy. I mean, uh, this. The, he. He was. He was one of the like, like key instigators in in, in my career choice. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just insane. I, I, I've actually met him like uh, at, at this conference in Spain. Okay. Uh, we can talk. We can talk about that as well. Yeah, uh, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but basically, him. like he uh yeah so i saw that third and seven piece and uh also like uh alex roman and blur as well blur was like a huge huge inf- influence on on my on my choices so i always kind of wanted to do those i don't know trailers or something like that sure but for me starting in architecture was uh simpler because of my background and um uh, it was basically an easy intro into this world. So I basically started right after school, I started freelancing, um, doing architectural visualizations hmm. and, uh, uh, that's kind of uh, architectural visualization is, I think it's a very good way to start learning 3d because you're building. Building stuff that you can see in real life so you can really easily like pull up references and and mm-hmm. very easily see where you're lacking in in i don't know skills like whether it be modeling or texturing you can if you put a reference side by side you can really see where it's where it's lacking so you can sort of um learn it faster that way I guess.
0: Yeah. And mimic uh, reality is easier. Yeah. yeah the uncanny yeah. valley. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Based stuff. laughs> like, yeah. And like actually like still uh, uh Alex's um he has like this breakdown video from one of the shots from Third and Seventh on his Vimeo channel and that's like this still still to this day. I use that pretty much s- same workflow as he does. He was like one of the <laughs> as as for all of us in in architectural field as well. And, uh, he was like the main the main inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, later on, I got to uh, since I was doing this architectural stuff and also kind of motion graphic stuff, but really nothing worthy of showing <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, since I was doing that, uh, it was kind of, um, listening to, to your podcast and stuff like that. I wanted to do this personal project. So I did this, um, basically a short film. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't call, I will not I call it a film. It's more of a vignette thing. Um, it's like a short animation of, a, of an Eames house in in L.A. Uh, mm. Are you familiar with the with the Eames heard,
0: family? Uh, yeah, I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, basically, Ray and Charles Eames are like also one of the biggest, uh, I don't know, influences in the in the interior in the in my design background. So it felt kind of natural to, to tackle that house because that house has kind of a cult cult following around it. It's, uh, it's uh, considered one of the I don't know, great buildings of the 20th century. Yeah, so I did that animation and that got me into this competition. And, um, I go over to the conference in, um, in, in, Spain and lo and behold, there's Alex Roman. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so that was kind of, kind of awesome meeting him. And, um, yeah, you, you, you definitely like see these people as, as basically being gods and then you meet them and they're just regular people. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so important to see that. Um, but he was a really nice guy and, um, and yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 always an interesting thing meeting um, heroes because when you're sitting behind it, you're looking at their work, um, they take on a different face, obviously, because you, the way you are exposed to them is through this piece that's hard to translate. But then when you actually meet them in person and then, they either are really cool or they're a total dick. So, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, he was cool. I'm, meeting,
1: I'm meeting one of my heroes right now. So
0: oh, that's so, <laughs> so cool, man! It's going to be man. awesome. <laughs> super, super kind of you. No, I, I, I and that's, that's really, um, that's a really beautiful thing too. And that's really mm-hmm. awesome. Cause I think the cool thing about possibly for you meeting him is just realizing that, well, he is just human and so are, so, so are the rest of us, you know? So it's, it's not like, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a thing where, um, It's impossible. You know, it makes it more obtainable, I think, which is key. Yeah. Um, And 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 with what we do, it's it's so challenging, right? Like um, there's so much to it, uh, like the complexities and the the social complexities of things and trying to make sure that you can do these things properly. Um, It's it's really nice when you meet somebody, you see that they're human and you realize that, oh, if I really apply myself and work hard, I could do the same, which I think is, (laughs) is the key. Well, yeah,
1: my, my my stuff is still nowhere as near as good as his, but, well, <laughs> but it takes yeah. time,
0: though. You're getting there, man. I think I think the key is, um, I think there's like when I watch that because I watched it so much, so many times, the third and the seventh. There's oh, so yeah. many things about the way that he sets up his shots, um, the way he achieves his reality, and the a lot of it's just really <laughs> well trained foot foot photographer eye. You know, I think he has a really amazing eye for composition. And oh, yeah. there's a lot of things that you can learn as you learn from taking photographs and studying things rather than from a book or going to art station, for example, and like actually going out and, and experiencing the world and taking photographs of it. Like, for example, right now, I'm I'm uh, almost done with this massive build on my car. We've completely taken it apart, um, the engine and rebuilt it completely. And I've been taking photographs of the entire process and When I get these massive photographs back home, I look at the materials and it really like builds my head up with all kinds of really interesting things like, oh, I, you know, um, the way that this metal kind of falls off or um, the degradation of this material um, or knowing and feeling the material and taking photographs of it. It's just I think the one thing that could help you most as a CG artist, um, not only just learning the programs, of course, but is um, experiencing life. As much as possible so that when you go to mimic it you understand like why and how it works and and all that stuff And I think that's
1: oh really yeah and, and especially like now um, well the software is getting easier and easier by the year like you talking right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully I mean I mean they take octane for example I mean octane is uh, like insane you just fire it up and it works I mean you still have have to tweak the shaders and stuff like that to, 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 to come up with convincing results. But right off the bat, like the realism it gives you at the start is just insane. Um, I mean, you definitely can produce that with every other render engine, but with Octane you just don't have to think about it. It just kind of works
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's 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 some side effects But there's also a lot of really great things and it, and it most of it's just it depends on your patience and ability to understand it So <laughs> I mean, like any yeah, of those programs I mean, but, too. So but
1: yeah, like it's it's constantly shifting as well Like I, I mean, I've used Ray for for most of my career. I only shifted to octane for the past two years, okay, uh, because it just made sense for me, like uh, doing a lot of animation. I mean, most of the work I do is animation, yeah. So I have or- to render it all, all <laughs> on my on my workstations, and with between- <laughs> V-Ray, it was a pain. Yeah, it was
0: it's near impossible <laughs> unless you had I mean- the, the resources for farms and stuff. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You you need like you you definitely and, and it is getting faster and faster. But you you still need those giant resources. You need the basically the studio support. I mean, for for bigger studios, for bigger production studios, I definitely st- still see things like Ray and Arnold leading the way. Maybe even Redshift now.
0: Yeah, but for great things smaller Redshift. studios,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and smaller studios and artists, individual artists like Octane
0: is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. It's incredibly empowering, which I think is really special, you know, and I think for people like yourself and I we're quite possessed with making things. And the last thing we want to do is like deal with render times, you know? So we just want to, we really want to just get it, get as much of our stuff out as possible. And, and that's yeah, one of, that's one of the key things, as you mentioned, motion and animation. I think we would both be completely fine if we were able to just be content with making a still image. That's so much easier, but like a uh, yeah. a moving but, picture, but, 24 frames per second, depending on the resolution is or 60 frames or whatever you decide to do, is just exponentially challenging. <laughs> it's so difficult well, to challenge yeah, that. You, you
1: have all this all, all these other layers to it, like the actual motion and the actual editing and how it's spaced and stuff like that. But to me, it's always like, I don't know... Um, I was never that much into, into making stills. Like, um, uh, I, I could never make a still that could make for me at least that could make an impact as, as an animation could. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of focused on that. Um, uh, still trying to figure it all out, all out, of course, but, but, uh, yeah, it was always pretty clear to me. Like the animation is going to be, is going to be my way to go, which which kind of sucks on the hard drives, but <laughs> yeah, <what> you <laughs> <know>. yeah. <laughs> you yeah.
0: must have a pretty extensive RAID system or something, huh? Uh, no,
1: Canva. actually, like I'm really, I'm, I'm really not much of a tech guy. Um, most of my computers were, were built by my friends. I don't know oh. anything about it. Like I've just recently finished a build on my. Um, um, my f- very first pc build mm-hmm. so i kind of got a hang of it but it's nothing that much uh, I, I don't have a raid system i just have a couple of couple of bigger hard drives and and backing everything up like constantly you have to <laughs> get in that mindset as well like i don't know how how many i think i have Maybe four, uh, four like external hard, hard drives for backup.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not too bad. I, I just recently got this NAS system, a Synology. Um, oh, yeah. It's like yeah. A D18. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. I think I put, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> like 48 terabytes in there just so i don't have to worry about it anymore so i'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Awesome. 'cause>, yeah <laughs> well because i like to back up everything too and i use dropbox as well so I like a backup oh, yeah, yeah. the dropbox and everything syncs up to it so i'm just tired of having to deal with moving things around i'm just over it so i just i simply just want to create things as as i know you are as well so um so i guess we should probably talk a little bit about why you shifted p- perhaps to octane and, and what is provided for you and then maybe some of the, uh, cause I know that it's the new kid on the block kind of. And so, I mean, it's been around for a bit now, but, um, I know a lot of people are really curious about that and I get a lot of questions about that. Why Octane rather than say Arnold. And I have friends that use Arnold as well. And, and a lot of my friends are shifting, no pun intended to red- Redshift Um, because <laughs> yeah. I, I hear it's like faster and less problems, uh, that you get from it. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm,
1: the thing is, like
0: when I when I was using V-Ray, I
1: was I was pretty technical about it, and I used to know all this stuff. And since I was using Octane, I just forgot about all the technicalities, <laughs> which kind of which kind of sucks. But yeah, basically for me, for uh, and this is just um, I'm not not an expert in Octane by by no means, so. Whoever's listening to this, take my advice with a grain of salt. But uh, but Oct- the the best the best thing for me with Octane definitely it's not even the the interactive viewport which is which is pretty awesome. I mean you you have that with mostly any render engine now. But the the most important thing to me was just because of um, because of the animations and the number of animations I'm working on. I just don't have to worry about any technical uh, side of things and I can just focus on creating the animation and um, the creative side behind of it. And mm. when I press render, I know it's gonna, gonna render and I know I won't have any flickering prog- problems at all because oh, that yeah. was a huge, huge problem in V-Ray. I mean, not a problem, you could overpass it, but it's the render times were insane. Yeah. Uh, but but do you know this flickering effect uh, with yes. the GI?
0: It's a uh, yeah, pain in so the butt. I get that sometimes from Octane, actually, too. I uh, yeah, got but it when we were with, doing with that. Octane um,
1: is, with Octane, <laughs> is kind of different. It's... Um I mean, you, you, you only have to enable the static noise and you won't get any flickering at all. Oh, really? Yeah, so but, you need,
0: I needed your yeah, help. Yeah, I think, then. Yeah,
1: have, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have an option like just tick, uh, enable static noise and flickering on. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, Why isn't that enabled
1: at yeah, like, not default? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, man. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would take noise any day over, over flickering artifacts because those are just plain ugly um and uh, yeah for me from like just the fact that i know i can i can basically if if, i mean you still have a lot of problems with you have to optimize optimize the scenes because of the vram limitations but if you know how to work around those problems and know how to optimize the scenes and stuff like that you're you're absolutely fine um uh, so so that's the biggest advantage for me uh again like bigger studios Go V-Ray, go uh, Redshift as well. Like Redshift, uh, I don't think it's just a question of being faster from Octane. I think it's uh, because re- re- uh, Octane is completely unbiased, and Redshift is actually biased render. Mm. So it kind of has those workarounds as V-Ray does. So maybe that's why it's why it's kind of faster. Yeah, I think but, that's uh, why. Yeah. So I think, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think the biggest draw right now for Redshift is I. I think I'm not sure on this, but I think Redshift. Uh, uh, doesn't have the memory limitation that Octane does. Like I think mm-hmm. you you can have how many million polygons you you want, and you're not limited in VRAM by by in that
0: regard. I think I'm not sure. So which is really nice. Arnold has the same which thing, is really- which is really robust and stuff too.
1: So. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the all the bigger. All the big production renderers like V-Ray and Arnold, like they just they just plow through that.
0: <laughs> yeah, people that are listening to this that aren't three D people, I apologize, but at the same time, like I want it to be clear that. Um, uh, I'm not a 3D guy either, but I have to learn all this stuff and be like fluent in it in order to well, like, you, you, really... You've
1: been getting pretty crazy good at it lately.
0: So <laughs> thank you. I'm trying. That's that's for sure It's not going without me really putting in a lot of effort and work and time But I'm just I know that there's probably some people out there that are listening to this going like what is going on here? What are they talking about? <laughs> um, but I, I think the key thing is is to just be aware that this stuff um when you want to make big things, it just, you have to expand your knowledge and your skill set and your ability to understand things as much as possible. And there's really um, no real way around it um, in order to really achieve those realities. And at what point when you started doing this, uh, at what point did the learning curve really start to hit you hard where you're like, wow, like I have to learn UVine. Like, that's one thing that's like <laughs> like one of the biggest pain in the butts, but you have to, you have to learn it in order to achieve, that look you know that realistic yeah. look, you know i don't know like <laughs> uh,
1: i mean you, you you have workarounds for UVing, especially uh i mean back in the day with with uh, v-ray and uh, with architectural stuff like you have workarounds for that uh it's pretty cumbersome to to do that in octane these days because v-ray just had like this uh what was it called? I think, I think it was called like a blend material, but uh, it's similar to mixed material in Octane, but it had like a lot more channels and you can
0: basically build it up. Uh, I don't know. Have, have you used Substance or Quixel? I've heard of both. I've used Substance a little bit. Um, OK. Super well, powerful. It's, it's just yeah, another simil- program to learn. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but it's kind of similar to that in in. in in um where you basically layer up your material materials and use different masks to basically add wear and tear to to your to your stuff so you could get around with pretty much without unwrapping anything and especially now with that new feature try try planner mapping i think um mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so th- there was workarounds for that stuff before but uh now, you know, because I, I, I was used I was doing architectural stuff, um, where there isn't much moving geometry, like there are workarounds for that. But if you're if you have moving geometry for, um, let's say a character, like you need to have baked textures, you need to have UVs. Because if you you're if you're using those workarounds, and if you're using uh, like octane dirt texture to create wear and tear around the edges, yeah. when your character yeah. moves, and when the geometry deforms, it's going to change. So it's gonna it's gonna mess everything up. Hmm. So for that, like when we did the that project, which um, uh, for for my friend Milan, um, I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, but, uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but basically, that was that was kind of uh, how it all started. <laughs> basically, uh, Milan did this. Um, well, Milan did those Twitch streams as well and uh we we thought it was gonna, it was going to be cool to basically make an intro to the Twitch streams so and i always like at one point we shared like a like um like a co-working space so Mm -hmm. i was sitting next to him all day long seeing what he draws and got so pumped and inspired on that stuff so i was (laughs) like damn man we need to make something together and yeah that was the first that was the first one and that project was supposed just supposed to be like a modeling exercise because i've never modeled the character before Mm -hmm. and i'm never gonna after that because (laughs) it's a pain yeah wow (laughs) so
0: what was the process how did you model it uh,
1: just a standard polygon modeling, um, oh, sub D wow. modeling, uh, it's, ZBrush uh, man, or it's,
0: what did you do? No, no,
1: no, no, no. Just in max. Um, oh, okay. I don't, I don't like, I I've tried, like, I'm, I'm similar to you in that regard. I've, tra- I've tried ZBrush so many times that I've finally given up on it.
0: Like <laughs> i give it no, one more try. This, I, you know, the person no, no, that no, taught me this, how to use it was Alex. Uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Alex Fugini. Fugini really taught me and, and through his class that he made for learn squared is the first time I actually Really sat down and I had strong success from it. I think it was also because I was able to call him anytime and like, hey, how do you do this? And so, well, yeah, yeah, that that always helps, you know. Cause that I, always
1: helps. Yeah, I hit I
0: hit a lot of walls, but yeah, I mean, looking at the model that you had, I thought you built this. Um, at least some of it in Zbrush.
1: No, no, it was all, it was all straight up poly modeling and it was, it was a pain, man. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah, like, but there is this, um, there is this workaround for UVing, which is pretty cool. Um, so basically, when you build a model, um, I'm I'm just gonna link this to you so you can put it in the in the notes. Please. There's this tutorial on Gumroad uh, by this guy named Chung Khan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Uh, let me just find it. Uh, and it's basically called like a um, uh, quick UVing hack or something like that. So you still need to you still need to properly uh properly unwrap the model Mm um i mean not unwrap but basically create the seams for for, um, where where the unwrapping is gonna happen so you still need to do all that manual labor but as far as the actual relaxation and stuff like that you just plug that in into zbrush and just click one button and it all just does it automatically for you and it does it perfectly it's it's like it's like magic man (laughs) you just import it back and you're ready to go into substance or into or into Quixel I personally use Quixel but uh, substance is is awesome as well I think I'm gonna switch actually Um,
0: yeah substance designer substance painter both of those are incredibly strong that's for sure yeah yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: the designer more like I mean (laughs) designer looks looks intimidating to me I'm I'm more, I, I think I'm just going to use the painter. <laughs> it, yeah. looks like, it looks fairly, fairly simple.
0: I love uh, it. I, I feel like I look at people like yourself or Raul Marks. Um, you guys are definitely the future of like um jack of all trades. I'm just trying to do my best to keep up with it. But I really, your, your guys' approach to just kind of, well okay, I guess I'll just do it all (laughs) and figure out ways (laughs) of doing it all. You know, like there's always, there's obviously hacks, right? Like when I talk with Raul about this kind of stuff, he's always like, Oh, you know, I'm just hacking along. But I, but for me, it's, I personally don't care if it's a hack at times, if you can get the results you want, you know, like if the results at the end equate to the, the summation of it, then I think it's like, well, who cares then, you know? Um,
1: well, yeah, uh, that's that's definitely what, what was my my sort of mindset when creating IFCC, or, or, or most of the recent personal projects like yeah. you have to focus on, on, like on the a bigger role. picture. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you have to focus on the bigger picture because I mean they're not perfect by any means you ha- I I mean I can name a hundred mistakes and a hundred things I would do differently But but it wouldn't get made otherwise like you, you you don't have two years of your life to devote to it to
0: to do it So you That's have what to Alex make- Roman did uh.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, you he took a sabbatical for
0: two years, I think, right?
1: Uh, I think year and a half and actually, like, and this is even crazier, but, um, I'm not sure if you know, but he's working on his new film
0: for yeah. like eight months. <laughs> oh my God. That, it's going to be so and good. And
1: that, that conference in Spain, uh, he showed us a trailer and that oh. was, in 2014, uh, and he, he showed us a trailer then and it sh- it was supposed to air basically like six months from then. And it was <laughs> it was about three years ago. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, his devotion is like godly. I don't know. Like he is. I don't know how he does it.
0: I think that's what separates him from everybody else. So that's oh, why yeah, it's is that complete crazy effort um, that you put in that's like beyond everybody else. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, for me to take a sabbatical for a year and a half, I mean, damn, like I, that's a lot of money that I, you know, and then my clients would forget about me there's so many things, you know, but at the same time, like, I think that really paid off. I heard through the grapevine that like, um, that David Finch, David Fincher like reached out to him after he had seen the third and the seventh and had him working with him on, uh, on the, and, uh, like, the girl with
1: the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, is that true? So, i was not um, sure if that was the true.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was. Uh, I think he. I'm not sure if he worked like a like a CG artist or like a CG supervisor for that ending sequence with the uh, with the motor, motorbike chase.
0: Yeah, I think he was part of that, uh, and then also like the train and stuff yeah. or whatever. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I I remember seeing something about the ending sequence but i'm not sure what his his actual role was um but yeah like that's uh fincher fincher films when you see stuff that cg that you would never think in your life to cg so yeah
0: because he does it properly he doesn't use it as like a device to like i think every director is different right but i think with his it's because he comes from ilm and that that like lineage he knows how to approach it um in that kind of realm where it's not about um, it's more or less like helping support the story. And some of the best CGI I've ever seen in a film uh, was, was kind of recently, I guess, with um, War for the Planet of the Apes. Or, or uh, but there was also yeah. the the work that he did with Zodiac. Have you seen the film Zodiac, did David yeah, Zodiac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just that stuff is a uh, it's incredible.
1: There was that <laughs> breakdown <laughs> on the streets with uh, with Mark Ruffalo where. They, they just keep walking on the street and then all of a sudden the entire street turns into green screen and you're like, no way. Man. Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Like, what yeah. The hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was digital domain back then was doing that. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. I think it was them. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just incredible. Or even the opening scene, I think that was an eight month shot that from a studio. So uh, it was like, um, or looking at the, um, San Francisco and time-lapse, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that that that's just so crazy yeah but his films always have that you know that uh that approach what's your approach to it what do you think wh- where do you think cgi should fit in with films and where where is it best lived
1: well i mean like like most uh cgi artists would tell you it's uh, it's the best fit would be the, the blend between the the real the real stuff and and some cgi enhancement i I mean, obviously, for some crazy stuff, you you have to make it all CG. But but uh, the more the more realistic, uh, the more like filmed or f- filmed footage you can incorporate into into your shots, uh, the better it's gonna look. Like um, the best example is the Star Wars prequels, like when when they thought they were gonna they're gonna make it all look CG, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it looks just so fake. You 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 need to have like the real the real sets or the real pieces of sets where, and then extend the rest in CG or stuff like that. Um, I mean, it, it has gone a long ways. I mean, uh, but, but still as much, as much practical stuff as you can, as you can plug it, plug into it, the the better it's going to look. So
0: it is pretty incredible though. I mean, the, how far have you seen the latest planet, planet of the Apes? No, no,
1: no. Ah, still okay. like, yeah. I, I still have, um, <laughs> most of the latest, latest films. I, I just, just didn't have the time to go in. Uh, the only one I s- saw was valerian and um, that was like a cg madness as well yeah um, i'm but, but yeah I, yeah man, i mean i didn't p- particularly like it
0: yeah it's fine <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but, to speak but, your yeah. mind because everybody has a pain if you're out there and you <laughs> no, loved no, no, it I don't mean, let who cares <laughs> but, but no, if you no, don't no, like it it's fine
1: i'm really looking forward to the film actually but uh, it just didn't work for me yeah um, maybe but yeah, i mean I I, i've heard the great stuff about planet of the apes and uh, i mean mm. the the, the trailer itself looked like uh, Jesus like I I can't even believe but but even like um, but even for Ghost in the Shell like uh, those um, those breakdowns of uh, of Scarlett's whole bo- body is actually CG like what the <laughs> yeah. hell <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah I, I could never catch that like that that was and I think that was NPC or, or I don't uh,
0: know. yeah I'm not sure one of those NPC or the mill. I don't know. Yeah. Was, yeah.
1: Maybe it was the mill actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't remember, <laughs> but it's getting really crazy. Have you seen Dunkirk yet? No, no, okay. no, no. I'm really Everybody's curious been... to see how he go. Well, I, it was really great. You should watch it, but, um, Oh,
1: I'm definitely gonna, but, <laughs> but yeah. it's
0: just, uh, I don't know. I have,
1: uh, maybe I have this conference coming up in a couple of days. So maybe, maybe
0: when I get, like, when I get back, so <laughs> sure you should treat yourself and see it in, in, in the IMAX. So, um, Oh, no, we don't
1: have those in Serbia. <laughs> oh,
0: man. That's a bummer. Well, oh, maybe yeah. maybe we can get you some, some kind of access to that. Because that's like, you know, he makes these films so you can experience them in that kind of format. And, man, they're just, they're so mm-hmm. essential to see them in that. It's But it's I could see that if you don't have it, it's a tough resource to have. Yeah, I guess I'm um, so lucky we have like two of them within an hour reach I, of me I, I but get um,
1: bummed out when I when I like <laughs> stuff that like everybody on Facebook is like yeah I see Dunkirk in IMAX and I'm like shit man shut what up guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> unfollow one friend like yeah
0: <laughs> thanks a lot jerks yeah are you planning on staying in Serbia for long forever or are you you have um, ideas of getting out and going somewhere else well, well where, yeah, where, I where would don't that know, be
1: like I, i had i had the uh, plans earlier like earlier I, I wanted to i don't know try myself out out in the u.s or or and i don't know didn't have anything planned out i just figured out it was gonna happen eventually and um, nowadays actually i'm not sure um uh we'll definitely see i mean there's th- some stuff happening lately that that will require me to um kind of shift i mean um I'm sure. Um, I, I was just recently in Glasgow at Axis Animations. Sh- uh, I know yes. you. You know Debbie over there.
0: Debbie's awesome. Uh, Debbie's so, great.
1: Oh yeah, and they're, yeah, they're great, they, man. They,
0: they do amazing work out there.
1: They are they're freaking amazing. Like I, I was blown away. And then they, they, that was actually like one of my first visits to like a proper, like a proper studio. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's insane. They're all Houdini based. They do all their stuff in Houdini, <laughs> which is insane. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea they wow. could do that. They, they render in Mantra, which is like native to Houdini. Wow. They do their character animation in Maya, but all of the final scene assemblies are done in Houdini, which wow. is
0: pretty insane. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I thought for some yeah, reason, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I just assumed it's, 3D Studio it's Max.
1: crazy. They do that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 do all their like final uh, lighting and stuff like that in Houdini, and then composite in Fusion. I think. Wow. Um, that's They are they are pre- pretty insane, and um, and they were kind enough to to bring me over to to for a couple of days to see their operation, which was awesome. Wow, <laughs> uh, that's so cool. So yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of uh, a collaboration that's gonna hopefully gonna happen in in the in the next coming months. Uh, um, uh so so for for that i will shift between serbia and um and uh, glasgow I, I i can still work remotely but for certain key aspects i would have to go and um i don't know be be on site and uh, supervise stuff like that wow.
0: um that's so cool so, man. So,
1: yeah that's that's gonna be pretty pretty <laughs> i mean if it if it eventually happens <laughs> it's still not 100 percent sure but but yeah
0: You seem to be the type of person that will just manifest it. I think once you understand how to make, because it's not like I'm not saying it's a God complex, but once you learn how to like rebuild, like create life and reality inside of CGI, like I think you start to understand that you could do the same in life, you know, like, oh, I want to have this job or I want to build this thing. And you kind of, it's like a precursor to living a prolific lifestyle because you understand like the somewhat of the recipes of how to do it synthesized in, inside a CGI or a computer but you can apply that then to your your life I think at least that's my approach uh, that's uh, kind of how I look at it so
1: <laughs> well yeah I mean I still have to, to figure that stuff that stuff out um, I mean the, I, I'm, I'm not sure like the the recent development I, I just started to uh, in the next coming months I'm gonna move in with my girlfriend with my girlfriend. So we're we're definitely planning on on starting a life here, but
0: um, We'll see uh, Well, I think you could do I, it anywhere. That's what I'm thinking though, like you can do well. Yeah, we do yeah. anywhere but, Sometimes it helps to be closer to other things, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I mean for some for certain aspects you have to uh, but uh, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll still we'll, we'll still see what the future holds, but it's it's definitely exciting exciting times um,
0: uh like the last couple of months have just been insane. Um, Good dude. And it's, Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you love those strides, those positive strides where all that hard work is starting to add up and, and, the, and the, the stress and, you know, dealing with the, <laughs> the ups and downs. I imagine that there's got, there's plenty of them. Um, well,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I have pretty positive attitude, about, attitude Good. about like the, this stuff. Uh, I rarely, rarely get depressed or, or uh, I don't know, uh, get stuck in in something uh, Sometimes it happens Where does that come but, from?
0: Where's that come from? That's a, that's a uh, common question That a lot of people That listen to the show Are eager to understand Because some of them Are dealing with those Like you know Insecurities Or those complexity Like this, Those depressions And stuff like that um, How do you face that And do, do that?
1: I don't know Just just basically Go head first And, mm. <laughs> and just plow through that wall <laughs> uh, I mean for for me What helps And this this comes from one of the podcasts with Monk actually is like always have a couple of personal projects at all times. Yeah. So as soon as you get stuck on something, you immediately jump into the next one and yeah. you, and you just kind of forget about whatever was bugging you. So
0: that's a good one. Uh, that's what I, that's I've been doing that for years now. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, saves me big well, time because what you do is you're not putting everything in one basket. You're scattering yourself out a little bit. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bad part of it is you scattered in attention. But at the same time, um, I don't think that we're designed, not everybody's designed to just focus on one thing solely. That's it. I think it's good to have um, that ability to shift your focus so that you can open up mind. Like, you, you know, you're really hard. Let's say you're working on something like recreating a building or something and, and you're having a hard time really achieving that reality. You go, okay, I'm going to take a break from this. You go work on something else and then some somehow randomly you're walking on the street and then you see a building and you go, oh, wow, okay, look at, okay, there it is. And then you start <laughs> by doing, instead of sitting there and just throwing your head against it, um, you yeah. find the reality um, randomly through trying something different and putting yourself through different things. So that's good. I think that's a really good, important mindset, And I hope that if you're listening out there and you're having a hard time, within yourself of just the depression or whatever like demons that you're fighting. Remember that a lot of it's, if not all of it is in your head for the most part and be cautious of it, I think is really key and, and try not to be too hard on yourself, you know? So, <laughs> cause Ooh, yeah, 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 we can just a little, <clears throat> as artists, we can be self deprecating and, and kind of ruin ourselves if we're not careful. So, um, but that's good. I, yeah. I, I like your positive attitude. I think that's so essential and necessary in order to be prolific you need to be kind of um like kind of in that mind state you know well
1: yeah the 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 biggest the biggest like uh i don't know like um walls i have to go through are are like throughout the year i i always keep busy so i'm always in this i don't know state of working and creating and stuff like that uh but as soon as i go on a vacation or anything else when i come back i i just can't get into it like i need I need some time before I can start working
0: yeah
1: uh, and that, that that stuff is always the hardest for me but uh, but du- during projects like it's uh, it's never been that hard actually it's it's always been and just I don't know I guess I guess I guess it will be like
0: <laughs> sure
1: everybody 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 faces it sooner or later but um, but yeah
0: yeah and, I think, well, it just depends on where you're going and how clear you are on your, on your focus. So these yeah. things that you do, these passion projects is something I really want to get into. It's obviously, um, you know, I'm a huge proponent for, it. it's one of my favorite things. It's why oh, I yeah. do what I do. And and, <laughs> and, and, and for the most part, it's just the reason why I create at this point in my life, it's kind of like, it's, it is the, the reason why I, I get up and work every day because it's. It's the client stuff is awesome, but I've already fulfilled a lot of those things. And now it's mostly like, okay, how can I go beyond that and really find a new way to find that happiness? So, um, and your personal projects aren't just like a small thing. They're quite large and complex. So how do you approach this and where does this start from? It would be cool to do a roadmap of like, where does it start? Where do the, how do you approach something really complex and big, like a, a moving piece of imagery and then, um, you know, any kind of advice or tips that you can give to myself or anybody listening to on to like things that you've encountered along the way that, you know, helped you or destroyed you, I guess. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best and, uh, um, and not ramble too much. That's <laughs> no, okay. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, basically it, um, uh, the, the biggest thing I think, um, the biggest takeaway for, for people would be to. To start out simple to start out small like um if somebody would would ask me today like uh, how would i start to create the ifcc project or on my own or something like that or something along those lines on on that scale um like with every personal project you do like make sure you you're not going um, way in over your head and you that you can actually pull through that you can actually do all those things yeah like don't go thinking like, okay, I'm going to have motion capture. I'm going to have character animation when you know you're not going to have those things. <laughs> so don't even like think about it. Think, start very, very simple. And for me, um, every personal project, if I, if I look at them chrono- chronologically, they all kind of ramped up and they all kind of introduced some new elements. So the first was that case study that Eames house animation, uh, which was just a simple architectural fly through, um, The next one was also an architectural animation, which uh, which had sort of a narrative to it and had a lot more motion graphics elements to it. uh, and again, like, um, that was, that was also the first time I ever worked, worked with a composer, which opened, opened my eyes completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize the, the importance of music in your, in your work. Oh, it's and they just of it. think it's half. Of oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's more, uh, there's that quote that it's, 52% or something like that
0: <laughs> sometimes 80% <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah yeah, uh, because even, like, yeah.
1: There's there's absolutely like I mean your visuals can be as awesome as I don't know what but uh, Nothing moves the emotion and the feelings like like the music does Yeah, so
0: imagine Star yeah. Wars. I always imagine Star Wars without oh, the, yeah the Oh, yeah, like, oh yeah. It just yeah. wouldn't be nearly as, as powerful without that. Yeah, a massive sound that beautiful amazing score those themes and everything just pushing you yeah oh yeah yeah we, we won't we won't get into star wars discussion <laughs> oh let's do it yeah I'll, I'll put it on my notes but we'll get into it later this on is, but yeah
1: this yeah yeah we'll, we'll save it for later <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: yeah uh, but yeah but yeah basically like that uh, so that's when i kind of realized the importance of music and working with a composer, a professional composer. And, um, and that got me got me basically into into the next which was the the Twitch project. And that one was simply like a couple of us trying to make uh, something different that, than what we usually do. So I was doing a lot of architectural and motion graphics stuff. And I wanted to try and make something that looks like a trailer. Hmm. And, uh, and we we had there was actually just three of us. So, uh, Milan was, uh, designing the character. I did all the 3d stuff and, uh, I'm just gonna call him his, um, his actual name is Nebosha, but <laughs> I'm just gonna call him as he's the guy who did the music and the score, a good friend. Awesome. Um, he worked on the, on the music for that. So we, we created the whole animation without motion capture, without everything. So I, I had to animate the character myself, mm-hmm. which I had no idea how to do. So I, animated him in, in slow motion <laughs> so that's the <laughs> only way you could kind of get away with it but we did that uh, and uh, along the way we have a friend who works at uh, this motion capture studio and we were like I, ask uh, that, yeah. I don't know do you guys maybe want to help out on this do we showed them the animation then they were like yeah sure this is gonna take us maybe two hours of, <laughs> of actual recording and a couple of more hours of refinement and stuff like that so they were in and uh, awesome Uh, they they have like offers like that basically every single day where students go with big ideas we want to do this we want to do this but nobody actually comes with uh, a finished product like like we did we we had the entire animation finished rendered out we showed it to them they saw it it um, looked kind of okay and uh And they were they were basically down for it. That's great. And uh, so that was that was another kind of stepping stone. And then for all leading up to to the IFCC project, where uh, another good friend of mine from school, I have two actually good friend of mine, friends of mine, uh, Nena and Mika. They they basically um, we talked about doing stuff together like for years, but never actually got around to it. And when they saw how I mean. Twitch was not received like insanely well, but it, it was received pretty well. And uh, when they saw that they wanted to be a part of it, basically. So step by step, you kind of grow your connections and grow your I don't know, um, friends and groups groups of people who want to help you around um, to do this stuff. And then and you can basically go and tackle the, big, the bigger stuff. Um, I've, I've, I've learned this the hard way where, where I, before all of this, I mentioned, I wanted to do like this big project on my own. And when I started, I just realized it's, it's, it's never going to happen. So, so yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely need, need to take it step by step and you need to realize it's not going to happen, uh, like in a matter of months, it's more likely going to be years, uh. Uh, but it, it definitely can happen if you, if you just persist and if you just keep at it and,
0: um, yeah, uh, we have almost stuff identical, stuff. identical reasons and identical processes and identical, I, pathways mean, yeah, I, I too, guess, I cool, guess you yeah.
1: went through all this stuff with your ghost in the shell, like the, the original, the homage project you did mm-hmm. with the, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, this uh all of this i'm talking right now this is basically all taken from you so (laughs) that's
0: great yeah Yeah, that's really cool i i I, do you have a process along the way to keep you like one of the things i do is i make like um google spreadsheets like to keep me focused on tasks like shots that are due and all that stuff like just so i can use it as a (laughs) a guide basically do you have that same kind of Thing, do you, what do you have do you have a list i use i'm big on lists obviously probably you know that but yeah um, yeah
1: but but not really for me um i do make my own lists um just old school writing writing pen on paper um but uh but like i'm not really that well organized unfortunately hmm. uh like mo- mostly like I'm going to, I'm going to mention IFCC a lot because that's like uh, my only point of reference for this sure. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
0: your big touchstone right now. It's
1: fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, but basically for IFCC because it was all kind of hectic, it was all done in our spare time. It was, um, hmm. uh, um, I mean myself, I had, I had the, the most free time of us all, but the other guys, they, they had their projects, they had their day jobs. I mean, not day jobs, we're all basically freelancers, but uh, they had their responsibilities. So they couldn't uh, devote as much time as they wanted to it. So I was basically at the start, I was just doing what I could. So I was, um, I was modeling all the environments, um, basically getting everything ready, uh, up until I mean, just to clarify, like I I did the environments, the animation, the rendering and stuff like that. Uh, Mika, my friend from school, he did the character asset and Nana did the the ship as the spaceship asset and milan designed uh, the spacecraft and uh, and the character and uh, basically while those two were uh, were being developed and modeled i had to do this other stuff and since everything came in in different time frames uh, first i got the spaceship model so I, okay I, i'm i'm just gonna go and uh, render out all the shots that have a spaceship in it and then when I got the character, then I could basically go and render everything else. So, so it was in a sense kind of hectic, which is why I, I didn't even I didn't even have the time, honestly, to to make some spreadsheets and make everything clean and organized because I just kind of once I have once I have the the previews done. I would just go in and basically see what, what shot can I, can I do straight away, whether it be the shot at the very end or in the middle, wherever I don't, I don't start linearly ever. Um, it's, it's always, what can I do with, with the things I I already have first. So
0: I think that's a smart approach too, because it removes, I've, I'm working on a, a really big project right now with just one, one other collaborator, a friend of mine, and, um, we started to try to do it linearly and we l- totally lost interest and steam. And so we were like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's find the shots that we want to do instead of like trying to make the entire thing. Cause you know, as you do these state, these, these, this, these kind of films, it starts off with, there's a, there's a process you must follow in order to achieve like the final outcome and somewhat success. You don't just go and do the final render at the end. You have to have the assets, you have the assets by modeling them. So you start off with like a previs and then you start to do the model and then texturing, then lighting, and then you start to do animation and then you bring it into comp and then you do comp and then you do any revisions, you go backwards and forwards. But anyways, what we decided to do was go and find the shots that we like the most, focus on those primarily and just like just dig really deep into them and make them as best we can and basically go through each shot and the entire sequence and then render them to the like a still image of them at the highest quality that we like and then use that as inspiration then we then we're, we're already there you know so if we create the still image then we can go and do notes um when you do when you go off and do these things do you <laughs> look at films other films for lighting inspiration or um well how do you get your inspiration and muse through this as you go to find your final frame
1: well film film is definitely uh, a big a big inspiration for me yeah. uh um, for, uh, specifically for IFC, we did, we did a lot of reference gathering, uh, at the, f- um, at the start of the project. Uh, so most of that stuff came very early on. It was, uh, because it was, um, it was basically, uh, six of us, uh, or not maybe six, but maybe four of us pouring in with the references, uh, they came from all, all kinds of different sources. So we had stuff from film stuff from other animations from um, I don't know Pinterest boards uh, wh- whatever we can we can pull together to to basically inform um, a specific aspect of of the of the animation and um, like most of it did uh, exist in the previous but uh, I'm sure as well uh, I'm sure you know this but uh, like a lot of stuff uh, also comes uh, kind of evol- evolves as as you're doing your animation so you kind of find stuff while you're working on it and yeah uh, and it kind of just i don't know it it was it, it wasn't never supposed to be there but it kind of just evolved through the process of creating it so and uh, and for for, for ifcc especially it wasn't uh it wasn't a big portion of it like i think 80 percent of it was already there at the beginning but some stuff uh, some design stuff and the effects stuff were definitely um uh, yeah definitely evolved as we as we pull through but um but yeah like um um i don't how know do you, like, how do you
0: deal with that though the ever-changing uh you know uh,
1: well <laughs> yeah but you,
0: <laughs> you, you you have to kind of um i
1: mean like like the one fun story is um in ifcc we have this effect of of the ship uh, j- jumping through this interdimensional portal basically yeah and um and that yeah. effect uh, since i was doing most of the 3d stuff um, uh, it it came basically a time where I where I was like okay I'm just gonna sit down and tackle this and that was basically the most demanding effect and the first version I did was just your typical standard like blue energy tunnel that you've seen a thousand times and I was and I was when I was making it I was thinking I was making something awesome like I was yeah this is awesome I can't wait to show everybody and uh, and yeah basically uh, when i showed it to them uh, everybody was like no this is this is total man like (laughs) this is the same (laughs) stuff man this this, this is not gonna work uh and i was at the point where where i i kind of wanted to leave it like that because i i was just i I needed to get on with, with with everything else uh i thought i didn't have the time for it um but uh, is the guy who uh, the composer, Uh, he he's a graphic designer as well. But he, he came up with the idea of it actually, okay, well, instead of being a blue energy tunnel, let's make it just a metal tunnel. And when I did a quick test of that, that was like day and night difference from the first version. And then it was just a couple of more iterations and the convert I mean, I mean, the, the effect is super simple. It's just a cube. I've just taken it. It wasn't a cylinder, just made it into a cube. And it was, uh, it, it's, it's a super simple effect, but, uh, it's one of those tricky things where I don't know when, when I look at, when I look back at it now, like if I, if I'd been, if, if I had a, a bit of a shorter temper, I might be like, no, fuck it. We're just going to use this and it would have been much worse so you kind of have to especially i mean that's the that's the one of the biggest advantages of working with other people is uh, actually combining the ideas and uh, and listening to everybody else and not just being stuck on your own stuff like like um
0: uh, so so that's that's why i like working with to... other people too it just helps you sharpen one another oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it really depends on who you pick though you got to be careful because you could pick the wrong people, you know, that will actually destroy you more than like help you out, too. So it's it's all about finding yeah. that good teamwork, you know, in order to make so, those things. So far,
1: possible. fortunately, I've had good luck. So <laughs>
0: good. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it seems like you um you managed to figure out the right way, the right approach, too. And and I think that's really key, you know, because yeah, because if you don't have that, it's it's it gets really complicated and quite a quite a. um more of a, tr- uh, tr- a well, yeah, trouble I mean, than I, anything I get I guess the right approach I mean
1: not, not to say like uh, um I don't want to say like uh, let them do what they what they want to do because I'm not I'm not their boss I'm not here to let them do anything but uh, but like you can you, you can't be uh, like overbearing and trying to hammer in your own stuff you have to Sort of always try and um, not try, but just basically trust in your in your teammates and uh, trust and trust them to do their their thing and uh, they're gonna pull through and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. So
0: yeah, no, that's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I look at let's say I mean we keep bringing it up, but the IFCC stuff. Um, this is cool, too, because this is like a, you know, you're going to obviously go on and move and change and shift and, and get better and better as you grow. So this would be like a nice time capsule to look back on from years from now. But when you look at this, I mean, it's it's quite an endeavor. Um, where do you go from here? Like what uh, it's just constantly bigger and better or longer format or, um, oh, man, um you know, you mentioned narrative. That's another thing that, um, I like to slowly introduce into what I'm doing because I often find I'm, I'm inspired and f- pushed by, um, visuals and st- telling stories without having scripts in there and all that kind of stuff. Cause I feel sometimes that <laughs> can really convolute the message if it's just not done right. So what what is it yeah. for you? Where are you going with this now? I mean, after having all these things go on and figuring this stuff out, what's next?
1: Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. Like that stuff, that interesting stuff that's happening lately is um, well, I I already mentioned Axis, but um, Axis they actually want me to to come and direct for them, um, and that's 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 kind of huge and insane. I've never I've never thought it could happen like that. I mean, like in my early days when doing 3d i was always like i mean i'm a huge film geek uh, and i love films uh, i mean you you could say that my dream was to direct someday something but like i wouldn't say that was a realistic dream especially coming from serbia like you don't actually kind of I don't know, you, you you don't you don't see it as being realistic, but it's nice to have anyways, um, because it's it kind of pushes you in, the, in that direction. And uh, and lo and behold, like they they they've contacted me and they actually want me to to direct some stuff for them, which is insane. I've never I always thought about directing for those kind of studios. You have to kind of work there for a while and sort of climb through the ranks and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, but they were they were pretty um confident i mean even more confident than than i am in myself <laughs> that sure. i could that i could put Pull, pull this through. So, so that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome and um, insane opportunity. And, uh, and actually, like the biggest thing like we we've never, we've never mentioned this publicly. I mean, not on the internet. anyways, we, we mentioned this in Croatia at IFC, but uh, very shortly after we, we put up our, our, our title sequence, um, we got some producer interests, uh, they actually wanted to, to, for us to create, um, I mean, to adapt this short into a feature like film, which Mm. is kind of insane. You'd never, you'd never think like you had, you'd have, uh, that kind of opportunity from this project. Uh, and it's still like an ongoing process. I mean, we're, we're definitely gonna give it our, our all. uh, we still have to figure out a lot of stuff uh, before diving into that, that production or whatever. Sure. Uh, we're still yeah i mean so so and that's that's kind of but that that's one of the one of the things that that definitely informed me that okay there is there there is definitely some interest over there um uh, that might eventually provide me with the opportunity of directing something um so i'm I'm definitely gonna pursue that, but uh for now on it's just about um building up some skills with um i mean even with learn square squared as well i just finished max berman's uh ah, matt painting cool. class but <laughs> but yeah like even i mean yeah sharpening some skills uh, because in order to proceed with that film pitch stuff uh we definitely we need to create another an short yeah uh, which is going to be used for pitching and uh, in order to create that uh, we're exploring a couple of options right now um, one of them being that we will have to produce it ourselves, uh, which is fine, which is totally fine, but I would much rather do it properly this time with a budget and, um, uh, and actually, yeah. Um, that helps. So <laughs> we, that helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely kind of the, I, I guess you could say the next big thing, the, um, I would, I would kind of hope to do in the
0: future so oh you're already yeah. there man i'm sure it's this is great though it's great to hear this and i also know it too because um yeah you're already you're already there you're just yeah it's just gonna take a little <laughs> bit of time but it's not it doesn't seem like you're afraid of that so <laughs> you know it's like a little <laughs> bit of know, time and like effort it's fine do, so
1: yeah yeah you, you just have to come to
0: terms with it it's not gonna happen overnight <laughs> yeah exactly but if you're oh, yeah. working slowly and steadily towards that goal it's it manifests itself, you know, it seems like this is something that, um, is something that, you know, it'll just, it'll naturally fold into itself as it, as it, as it does, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard the term like law of attraction, you know, it's like the kind of, you know, if you, if you make these things, you, you inevitably like, if you're going out in the world and you're making um, a certain type of music, for example, then you'll acquire a certain type of listener. Um, same thing with visuals or making films or whatever. If you're making sci-fi where you could have been, you know, making, um, comedy, romantic comedies or something, you know, so there's all kinds of different approaches, but I think for the most part, if you put yourself out there in that effort, um, it usually yields a good result, I think, which is key. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) How, How do you go about studying? You mentioned, um, taking Max's class, which is great. Um, how do you go about studying and, and, and utilizing, um, the idea that studying you know when do you find time for it and how do you study and um yeah
1: well, I, I
0: I don't know. Like, um, I mean, I I have a
1: couple of other Learned Square classes. I have your class on title design, obviously. Oh, cool. <laughs> that was a huge. That was a huge help. On I saw oh, you yeah, using
0: Coggle just, IT on your behind the oh, scenes yeah. too. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mind mapping uh, is is pretty good, huh? Helps you out. Huh?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, like pen and paper works just fine, but for collaboration when you're working with a a couple of other people having it all online and everybody being able to shift stuff around that's that's pretty neat yeah Uh, but yeah I don't know like um, uh, as far as technicalities go I I haven't really uh, advanced my technical skills that much in the past couple of years like I, I I think I still like my renders are still at the level they were two years ago like I haven't improved that much mm. um, but i've ma- i've sort of made the conscious decision uh, at that time that um, all, all these render engines were coming out and um, i i kind of realized it, w- it was all gonna get simpler and simpler and uh, eventually everybody's gonna be able to create a, a cool looking render so i kind <laughs> of decided to f- focus more on on the actual uh, i don't know concepting stage of the of, and the approach to the animation and um, and uh, stuff like editing. Uh, and I, I mostly, I, most of my, my time is spent on, on that stuff and uh, trying to distill that stuff. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not trained in the field. I've learned everything from various internet videos, like <laughs> um, those YouTube's. Uh, I mean, the the, the nerd writer stuff is priceless. Yeah, uh, I love those. The, the the every frame a painting uh, guy is just um, the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, there's so much good stuff online uh, that you can just. Um, you know there are there are many mixed feelings about that about how yeah they they don't like um, they don't necessarily know every single aspect of that of it or or, or it's not a lot entirely of it's assumptions yeah but it's yeah it's an assumption but it's still pretty damn good information it's and it's something I haven't thought of before and it's something I haven't seen or heard before Same. so it's yeah. uh, it's it's definitely yeah it's definitely a good resource to have. Um, I
0: like how it makes you think, you know, um, how you consume things and it allows you like because, um, yeah, it's true. I remember watching like Mike Hill's analysis oh, yeah. on like Terminator 2 and our Terminator 2. Yeah. And I remember um, just through people I know that know Jim Cameron and yep. they, sh- they had showed uh, Jim uh, that video and, and Jim was laughing because it's like he he wasn't. Jim naturally just did that without thinking about all those things that like Mike so it's not like with him, when with Jim's approach it's like no, it's just that's his approach to making art, whereas um Mike was going so far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um it's, it, Like you know, getting lost in that stuff, like whatever, that's his thing. I'm not trying to mock oh, him or did, anything. I did, but
1: I didn't know that the, the Jim Cameron actually saw saw those videos. That's actually awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: of course he did. Um, because I mean, people that know him will show him that, you know, which I think is really yeah. funny. But but I mean, you know, what I'm getting at here is, um, a lot of times when you watch these analysis of of people's thoughts on how things are made. They're not filmmakers. They've never made a film. They don't understand how films are made. They know how to watch them, but they don't know how they're made. So when you're, when when Stanley, like there's a, there's another one called Room like 127 or whatever. Uh, It's not, it's a documentary about The Shining. Um, oh room 237 yeah, yeah 237 yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, I couldn't yeah, even yeah, I finish it. watching It's so annoying for me because I'm like because <laughs> these guys are like there's they're, they're I, I mean forgive me if you like this movie and you watched it and you're like all about it but okay. honestly the, they've never made a film in their life they don't understand how it's made and and they're, they're going so far out there that I was like you guys are idiots like this, you really <laughs> you really have no idea what you're talking about because this makes completely no sense at all and that's not how these things are made they're made but oh, if you
1: made, if you want to see it documentary that doesn't make any sense at all you should watch Houston we have a
0: problem oh no I've never heard of that even what's that about? we
1: have a problem is uh, is a documentary about the secret Yugoslavian space program oh really oh oh, man it's it's like the greatest thing ever like it's insane (laughs)
0: Oh, interesting so I mean, it's, there, it's there all like some
1: interesting, there are some interesting things in it but but like but come on like so some of the stuff they're saying is like just insane man
0: yeah and I think the key is what you're saying is there I agree there these resources like every frame of painting are beautiful amazing like really well cut, cut together like really yeah. nicely articulated but I think the key is you got to remember where the source material is coming from these aren't directors these aren't filmmakers they're uh, they're consumers and observers and so you know, like taking their word for what it's worth. It's, it's, it's good to know it and and to hear it and see it. But at the same time, like it's man, like, (laughs) yeah, unless you're hearing it directly from David Fincher's mouth, it's not that it's not uh, yeah. and, and even from him it's not the truth because he might be saying something else to throw you off you know so i think the real <laughs> the real trick and the key and the thing i would really love for them to do is for all these guys to go out and make a movie i, I would love to see a critic or a film analysis a, a person go out and actually try to make a film i think that's yeah. really the key you know i think that'd be awesome not to say that they can't i just think it's I think they overcomplicate the idea a lot more than it actually is, or that their observation of things is, is a little bit above it. So I don't know, though. But it's just well, yeah, just I mean,
1: that, yeah, that, that'd be definitely interesting. But um, I don't know. Like um, for me, also those those Mike Hill videos are. I don't know if if I ever see that guy, I owe him so much beer. Like <laughs> he was he was he. Those videos inspired us so much to make the the ICC titles. Uh, and and all the stuff he mentioned about the subtext and the yeah. adding subtext to your film exactly. uh, Which which we focused a lot on doing in IFC um, that's and beautiful. That's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of
0: why it made it special for us uh, at least um, Totally, which uh, is beautiful. And, and I think that's really where the power comes from is like being able to have that you know That inspiration Scatter, yeah. you know, and and have that go out there. So it's like, but yeah, no, I think that's great. I had a chance to, um, we were at industry workshops. Oh and yeah, i had had chance yeah. to interview him. He's a quite interesting guy. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and I've had him on the podcast prior to. Um, he's an interesting guy though. The way he analyzes and treat critiques things, but um, the, there's you know, there's all tons of different types of people. You know, like I wonder what how Mike would go about if he were to make a film. I think like you know, there's totally difference differences because you have like, uh, somebody like yourself who, um, I think mm-hmm. you don't overthink things a little much. You get them just enough to get it out there. That's kind of my approach. Yeah.
1: I, I guess that's, that, that's, a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not trying to say one's better than the other. I just think that one, they, they just work differently, you know? And, yeah. um, but at the same time, like at the end, of, at the end of the day, like, you know, you want to try and get as much as you can out, I guess. Um, but, you know, sometimes I get in the way of my own self thinking about things so much. So that's another question I was going to ask you is how do you deal with like removing the over complexity of things? Because when you're doing these things, there, there's like a, a thousand ten million moving pieces at all times. Uh, how do you gain, regain and focus that, you know, your intentions and making sure that, you know, you're able to actually make something out of this experience rather than get lost? You, you kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but. Do you have strategies to help you retain your your composure and focus?
1: I'm not sure about strategies. It's it's just all about yeah, we have to finish it. Just fuck it, leave it. (laughs) (sighs) So it's basically like like again with IFC, we had um, uh, so Mika did the character, and I had to rig the character, and I know about rigging. I mean something I've never done it before. I mean a couple of times, but nothing extensively. So I rigged it and it was like, I mean, not awful, but it was pretty bad, uh, at certain places. And I'm just, I was just, yeah, I, I won't be able to do this any better. And all the rigors we know are, currently working um, full time and they cannot devote their time to to fix this so I was just yeah fuck it we're just gonna use it I'm just gonna crunch the contrast or shot it like a silhouette and it's not gonna be noticed so you have to <laughs> you have to kind of work which your know what your limitations are and just sort of work around, around them because I could obsess over that stuff I could be like no the rigging has to be perfect the skinning has to be perfect uh, but it it wouldn't be done it simply w- would not be done yeah. it, it's the same with the uh, with the ui shots as well um um the i i had to animate uh, the ui and i've never done that before and when i saw how many layers i have uh i was just like there's no way i'm gonna do this mm. so It was just about finding the right framing and hiding everything in depth of field and making do with what i have um i could have spent a whole month trying to animate it properly and trying to create to i don't know make it look sort of unique um, and try to develop it further but but it wouldn't it would have taken so much time away that again the animation wouldn't be done so you have to you have to have that that hard okay, this is the, this is the end point. Like there's no way we're going to be able to do this. We just, we're just going to have to cut it or basically make do with what we have. And, um, yeah, the, the sooner you realize that the better you're going to be, um, it's just not, it's, it's never going to be perfect. I mean, you, you're always gonna have to work within certain constraints and constraints and limitations. So yeah, um,
0: that's, I don't know if that answers the question, no, but it does. It's great. I think that's <laughs> a great way to approach it because I think John Lazar said it best, and I say this all the time on the show, is like um like projects are never done, they're just yeah. due. They're just due. Yeah. You just have to have them finish, you know. And so and that's Yeah, the trick. and you
1: you have to you have to kind of also look at it like from from the bigger picture standpoint, like um if I look at it overall, um, um Am I am I feeling bad that I didn't devote more time to to the UI stuff? Yeah, probably. Like that stuff is interesting to me. I I, w- I would like I would have liked to, but uh, but at the same time, does it does it impact the film at all? Like uh, would it would the whole film benefit over the fact that uh, the the UI was animated perfectly and uh, had all the small little details, maybe visually and maybe if I wanted to be a UI artist. But my overall goal was to 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 create this animation and finish the animation and work on the whole thing. And uh, I guess I guess directed Uh, that's the stuff I'm I'm interested in. And that's in order. Yeah, you, you have to focus on finishing it. So so yeah. you you constantly have to look at it in, in that regard where where does this does this simple little thing actually impact the the entire I guess story and the entire the entire
0: film as a whole. Uh, well, whatever or your is, goals are, right? Like focusing, yeah, on whatever your goals. Yeah, are. I
1: mean, if it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely beneficial if you want to focus on those aspects. Like you, yeah, you absolutely need to focus. You, you absolutely need to make them shine. But uh, I was more interested into into basically creating this whole animation, and for that for that part, you do need to you do you do need to cut, cut things out and yeah,
0: remove that complexity. <laughs> no, I think that's really key. And I think if you're listening to out there, like for this kind of stuff, I think the key is really knowing what it is that you're after. When I first started in the in the industry, I was really focused on um, wanting to be really good at UI and really wanting to focus on that and like be the best that I could mm-hmm. at it. Um, when I first started working on in films, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what UI stand for. Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of discovered it as I went along the ride and, and as I kind of got into it, but I think now it's the same thing. I think we have, I have a same, a similar approach to you is that, um, it'll never be perfect at the same time. It's just due and making sure you're putting due dates because of a finished projects better than a project never gets done. So. And I think just making sure that you're key, you know, like what I'm getting at too is that not everybody that's listening to this is going to want to have the same ambitions and goals. Like if your goal is to be the best typography and to do the best typography in film or in books or design or whatever, like make that your life's purpose, focus on them, figure out why and how you oh, yeah. can be the best. You know, our goals are quite ambitious. I think we were quite aligned with this, like um, wanting to do all these kind of things and, and taking on so much responsibility and the focus of things is just so massive. Um, the thing that we'll probably end up having to learn the hard way is the narrative part and working with actors and, and all that kind of stuff. Because when we can't control it all ourselves, it gets quite interesting. So, (laughs) and navigating those things. I watched a lot of behind the scenes. One of the, the directors I watched the most probably is David Fincher because he's so inclusive and watching him like on, um, Gone Girl, how he deals with, or, or even, um, uh, the the social network, like just how he navigates the, the social complexities of dealing with actors is like, wow. Cause he doesn't need to worry about CGI stuff anymore. He, he's done with that. He has people that are better than him dealing with that. And he that he trusts. Now it's mostly like how to communicate with his actors to get the thing that he knows that he needs to get at the end of it. So when he's sitting in the edit bay, he has all the ammo that he needs to make the best film. And man, I mean, it's just a never ending uh, yeah he's, never he's
1: notorious for taking in tons of footage uh it's yeah. insane yeah i i really i really want to see uh want to see david fincher on master class someday uh, oh that man would be,
0: that'd be great <laughs>
1: that'd be a treat man <laughs>
0: is the Hans zimmer one up yeah i think it is right or no
1: yeah so. yeah we actually we got that one to his for his birthday uh while he was working on the ICC stuff uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome i watched him live um a couple weeks ago he oh he performed that's live. that's nice man yeah wow what a prolific guy man he's just been around and doing so much stuff for so long it's just yeah it was quite in quite insane really um Just such powerful sound. My favorite work of his is his interstellar Inception and the Dark Knight stuff that he did. Oh oh, yeah. I think
1: I think Inception for me as well. yeah. Inception's the Um, best one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's it's
0: an album that you can just listen over and over. It's kinda like a musical album almost, the way they approached it, so which is really nice. So
1: and yeah. every freaking time you hear it, like you get so pumped and inspired, like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's insane, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. This has been really amazing speaking with you. I love how prolific you are, your approach to life and just creating in general. Um, I'm hoping that people are listening to this really take something special away that it's about having that strong, positive outlook on things and really, being open and optimistic at the same time, obviously always learning and always knowing that you aren't the best. And at the same time, like embracing the fact that being the best is all about learning and trying to, you know, improve and grow every day. Is there anything that you get questions about, um, constantly that you feel like it would be helpful to answer here so that you can send people that might be a fan of your work to help them out? Cause I imagine you probably get emails and constant oh. similar requests.
1: Well, not, not, not that, not that often, really. Yeah. Um, What's I, a common
0: question that you get from people that are starting out that are curious about how to achieve what you're doing? Um, I don't get questions of, uh, at that <laughs> level, I guess. Most of the questions are
1: like, uh, uh, something akin to what brush did you use? Oh God, I
0: hate <laughs> those questions, but they're, uh, they're totally relevant, like, but I just hate them because they're so yeah, redundant. How yeah.
1: long did the renders take and stuff <laughs> like that? So, uh. so it's like. Yeah, not really, <laughs> not really. I mean, I, I don't have that that big of a following or stuff like that. I mean, I've just um, uh, I have a on your way, dude. Account. On your way, bud. Yeah, oh. I mean, I have a Behance account, and that's pretty much it. I just recently jumped on on onto onto Instagram. I've never had it before in my life. I am actually a late uh, addition to Facebook as well. So I'm not that um, that often (laughs) there as well. But that is definitely something I have to I have to work on, I guess, my my social presence, social network presence, uh, which is uh, which is one of the things you, you. Talked with uh, Chris Doe actually. Chris is oh man. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh,
0: that's what he does though. He does. He's not sitting and learning how to do character animations. He's learning how to do YouTube video. Uh, oh man, you know, like he's, that's that's his insane. profession. Yeah. Well, he's a content creating that... machine. You know. So
1: I uh, honestly, I, I didn't I, I didn't heard of him before. Be, sure. Before your first podcast with him and your uh, first after your first podcast, I just I was just constantly watching his YouTube videos. He has <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're so good.
0: Of them yeah they're so oh good.
1: they're they're insane. The, yeah. the the quality of information is like mm, i feel i should be paying for this stuff like yeah mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we live in a crazy time where we get like any uh, man when i i mean i'm probably dating myself i'm 34 years old now but i feel like things are so exponentially changing so fast and so quickly but i feel like when i first started getting into the industry man like or just in general, like wanting to do art, it wasn't even conceived of. This kind of information, you don't even, like you couldn't even read this in a book, this stuff that he's, that we're getting, you know? It's just, it's oh, yeah. so... Um Focused and so open and free, and it's just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> where is this all going? You know, like, where, well, it's where,
1: where I mean, i i there? always I always look at it from the rendering side because, yeah, that's what I do. But the, the renders that took that take me seconds today took me like twenty four hours when I started back in two thousand and eight, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is insane. Like the the amount of the amount of progress there's been, and I can't even imagine how it was before then. Like for the for the for the actual pioneers in the in the field like yeah. it's insane how everything's progressing and th- that goes also
0: with with knowledge sharing and stuff like that and um uh, yeah <laughs> man, that's awesome man well i'm really stoked for you dude all your recent success congrats on that thank you for doing Thanks. what you do um massive props to your entire team and everybody you collaborate with um it's a it's awesome i think it's it only does good things for the community because it shows how fast things are growing at the same time, like the power of a small team. Um, I think, I just think it's, it's, it's proof, proof of concept that these things do work and with the right team and mindset, you can really create anything. I'm personally just excited to to sit back and enjoy this, you know, to see where you go with all this stuff because yeah, it's going to be quite interesting man. and just, yeah, the future is really bright for you, whether, you know, going to access or whatever it might be, you know? So, yeah, just keep oh, doing thanks, what you're man. doing, man. That's,
1: no, thanks. That's that's <laughs> incredible to hear from you. I'm, I'm just gonna go get that bucket list and uh, basically scratch off. This has been this has been an absolute pleasure, man.
0: And that concludes this week's episode. Big thank yous to Sava for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectorpodcast.com slash 162, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. You know the drill. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone.